Welcome to People in Exile, where we have conversations, host interviews, discuss books, and engage with the Bible to help believers live out their faith in an unbelieving world. Welcome to this episode of People in Exile. I am your uh, host for this episode, uh, Christopher Chambers, uh, and I am here with uh, well, actually Broken Ben and actually Andrew. Hey. Uh, so what is up, actually, Andrew? You know, I, I woke up a little bit late, but I'm feeling good now, so. Yeah. And is it Broken Ben? Is that how we is that what we landed on? Or did yes, we that is what we landed on. <laughs> All right. Is that... I know Andrew gets uncomfortable every time we say that. So it's like, can I think he's been put back together? Well, well, that's fair. But like the first time I ever met him, he's like, "That's how I'm broken," and uh, it just oh. stuck out to me. And uh, so I'm just kind of broken that way. Oh man, <laughs> he's All used right. that line more than a couple times. Yeah. Oh. And hey, Ben, it's okay not to be okay, as long as I don't stay that way, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Good stuff. Uh, but I think the problem is, is that like uh, I'm. It's okay not to be okay, but don't stay that way. And then I figure out how not to stay that way, and then I realize that there's still more broken pieces. So yeah. I'm like, Ugh. Well, that's, that's, man, just give me the super glue and let's move on. That's part of the. Uh, that's part of that process. Part, part of the experience. It is. Um, I guess Andrew, you have something here. I know Ben and I were talking about the ragamuffin. The ragamuffin. Oh boy. Ragamuffin gospel. Yeah. yeah Brennan Brent, Brent Manning's, Manning's ragamuffin gospel. Well, you Actually, were reading a different book. I was reading a different book called "The Furious Longing of God." Yeah. Is that by Brennan Manning? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of his stuff. I haven't read anything in the last probably five years, but I used to read a lot of his stuff. Yeah. He he, he referred to the Trinity as adorable. <laughs> the adorable Trinity. Who? Brennan Manning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, I think I think the I think what he was saying was you know that the Trinity is to be adored. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that adorable Trinity Here. necessarily conveys. Here it is. The, the confession of John the Apostle that God is love is the fundamental meaning of the holy and adorable Trinity. Hmm. He could mean exactly the opposite of what you said because of Brennan Manning. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, what, that's what we were saying. We yeah, were saying it's possible. He, read, he meant exactly his, what he said. There. Have you read any of his stuff? Uh, again, I have the ragamuffin uh, gospel. I think I've, I've maybe read a couple of chapters, but I haven't. I've, he, I've never dove in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I'm trying to think, Jesuit, I believe it was? Yeah, he's an ex-Jesuit priest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New Orleans guy or Louisiana guy, yeah. Nolens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nolens. So, yeah, we've been gone for a there while. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, I'll just take it Probably need there. to start somewhere. Yeah, we've been gone for a bit, um, wrapping up school year and, and uh, just trying to get to the summer. And real quick, I'll just mention, yeah. um, we have been gone a bit, and yet this will be the second episode that we will uh, add to our our mix. I just uploaded. Oh, you put, yeah, you just put one on. The one that we recorded two months ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we appreciate you putting it out there. It gets, yeah. us, oh, gets yeah. us back. Appreciate y'all coming and recording so yeah. I can put it out two months later. Uh-huh. You're welcome. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, well, so, so we'll release this in June. That's right. Or uh, September. That's, that's right. So with that. The uh, the conversation I thought we would have today, and I'm going to kind of tee us off, and then hopefully it'll be hopefully it will be a good like conversation. John Rum. Yeah, he teed off yesterday really well. Um, was just how specifically with Chris, but I think it's a I think it's not just Chris. I think it's a, our our hopefully our entire church, but um, how God is seemingly calling us to prayer mm-hmm. and then also i don't th- did you attend the spc were you in the convention did you i wanted to go but i did not you did not go to the convention mm-hmm. okay did well anyway i i've just heard that you know there's there's some public stuff that you know 
they're kind of running with a little bit. But I heard actually from a lot of people that were there that there was a lot of prayer and mm-hmm. it was a very prayerful type of conference. So mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting with that. And then also the conversation you've shared, I know I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've shared with Ben, I'm sure you've shared with the elders, but uh, uh, with Robbie Gallaty and yeah. their prayer. Well, the thing that's neat about that is that's in, in Hendersonville, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And the SBC was in Nashville. Um, yeah. and, and I know, I believe he did, he did lead some kind of a prayer, uh, something there. Yeah. 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 So just for those that may be listening, Long Hollow Baptist Church. In, yeah. Long uh, Hollow, Robbie Gallaty. And they've yeah. been, uh, really having a emphasis on prayer. I'm just going to yeah. recap it quickly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of corporate prayer, obviously probably a lot of personal prayer as well, but yeah. mm-hmm. been praying specifically for a thousand people to get saved. A thousand, well, a thousand baptisms is what they prayed for in uh, 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe 18 weeks in, and I, last I checked, they were at 1180. 1,118 weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, that's just such an, I mean, obviously a very encouraging yeah. type of statement. So mm-hmm. I thought we would, I thought, hey, this is a good way to come back, talk talk a little bit about how, what God's been doing in this area for our yeah. life. And, and, uh, and hopefully what, hope what we'll see from it, you know, not, not saying that we'll know everything that God's going to do, but I'm saying sure. like, you know we just desire to see God move and so forth. So Mm -hmm. prayer. So, um, real quickly, when we're going through the sermon on the Mount, we have the, we have that, you know, that's something we've been talking about. So Mm -hmm. let's just do a couple minute recap of what the prayer, that that model prayer looks like. Um, sure. I got it here. So Matthew six, uh, five through 15. So yeah, that's, that's where he starts this section. So basically let me, let me, let me do this. Give a little context for the sermon on the Mount, where this comes in. Uh, so again, our last episode, we were talking about oaths and vows. That's Matthew 5, 33 through uh, 37. Uh, that's the fourth of six ex- uh, examples that Christ gives of how your righteousness must, must exceed that yeah, of, the, of the scribes and the Pharisees uh, in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, he, he goes you know, into these pattern of saying, uh, you have heard it said, but I tell you, uh, as the as the author uh, and and ultimate interpreter, right of all Scripture, uh, I'm the one who who gave it to you, and here I am helping you helping you understand it, clarify it, uh, and he gives these six examples. And he then goes into uh, retaliation in particular, and then he love your enemies was is the last of those. And then chapter six, there's kind of a threefold uh, thing that he goes through, and one is giving giving to the needy, kind of alms giving. Uh, why do we do this? Uh, are we are we doing it? Uh, what the ultimate framework is: do not practice your righteousness. Um, it, 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 in order or before other people in order to be seen by them, but, but do it or ultimately for your father in heaven, uh, to see you. Uh, so anyhow, he does that and then Lord's prayer and then he go or, or prayer rather, and then he moves into fasting. So those are the three pieces in particular, but that's the framework that he gives. Yeah, so and they're kind of given as a, um, as a, uh, like you should do these antithesis to chapter f- the woes, you know, like the, here's yeah. what you, you know, the, the, what you should do versus, and, 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 and it's also, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's when you pray, well, when yeah, you fast, fast when yeah. you give mm-hmm. to the poor, uh, it's not, you know, if you do yeah. those things, it's, it's right. expected, right? Yeah. There's an assumption that's going to be done. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and, and so, and the, the second of these three is prayer and it starts in verse, uh, uh five, uh, of, uh, of chapter six. And it says this, and when you pray, uh, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners uh, that they may be seen by others. Again, that's the point. That's the whole purpose of them doing that is, hey, look at me. Look at me. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Christ says, but when you pray, uh, go into uh, your room and shut the door and pray to your father uh, who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. 
And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, if you go over to the parallel passage in Luke, right, before Christ or in, in that particular section, uh, the disciples actually ask him, hey, Lord, teach us how to pray, right? And then mm -hmm. he, he provides this to them. Uh, in the context of, of here, this is where this comes in. Verse 9 says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven, or forgiven rather, our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And I'll, I'll finish with 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father uh, forgive your trespasses. So that's the, that's the, the text, kind yeah. of the, the jumping off point, I guess, right? Yeah, well, you know, as we're, as we're reading that and as we're talking about prayer, you know, kind of where I was thinking is we're, we're talking a lot about, well, in my mind, I guess I haven't vocalized it too much yet, is a lot of corporate prayer. Yeah. You know, that that's one of the emphasis that we're putting at our church yeah. right now. We saw that at the convention. Mm -hmm. we, we're seeing this and praise God at uh, Long Hollow Baptist. And so when we see this text, you know, the challenge may be for someone hearing it is, well, wait a second. The first thing is like, hey, go by yourself and pray. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit because, you know, maybe there's someone listening out there that feels some nervousness or they feel like, well, wait a second, I don't know how to do this publicly to mm -hmm. be in this kind of a corporate prayer. So I thought that might be an interesting thing to kind of share. Uh, and, and, then, and then I was thinking we could look at Acts maybe quickly or just talk mm -hmm. about how they, mm -hmm. they were corporately praying mm -hmm. and so forth. So that was one part. And then the other part is it's just kind of some personal reflection, mm -hmm. you know, what, what we're seeing through this. So um, yeah, I think you're going to add yeah, something no, let me just challenge us. Uh, uh, one thing I want to mention is, is actually 20 end of 2019 going into 2020. I, I know Ben as, as, as a small group pastor, mm -hmm. uh, what's, what's your title now? Uh, pastor of connections and discipleship. Okay. And, and so uh, again, in, into 2019, he felt, uh, the leading, uh, uh, of the spirit to lead Northcliffe into this idea of corporate prayer. Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. So th 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 that's, that's going kinda, back. Yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of where the start, but of course what happened? 2020, 20, 2020 yeah, that was our, yeah. and suddenly now not only are we not gathering together in person or, or gathering together you know in person uh but it's all online and yeah. you know that kind of threw us uh, yeah. uh for sure yeah. uh for a loop uh but it's i just think it's so interesting you know that that this was was there right then, present yeah wow. like hey there's a need yeah, that's the first uh, i've heard this. that yeah that's really cool yeah yeah and and so um actually the the, the nine marks book prayer the the, the one on yeah. prayer there is by the name John Onowachenka. Yes, and it's specifically about corporate prayer. Like, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of books on prayer. I mean, I, I got a couple here. Uh, a lot of times, it, it's individual prayers is what's what's you know discussed, and, and that particular book was was more corporately kind of. Uh, and I, and I think the reason that we we do that often, I mean, to be honest with you, when you read this text, I mean, okay, if, go in a room by yourself. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. If you read this text and you just mm -hmm. try to, if you try to say, well, I don't want to, I want to just take the text and let the text be what the text is, yeah. you could come out of it saying, well, yeah. you know what? All prayer should just be a private matter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, so I just want to talk about that for a few moments if we could. So, you know, mm -hmm. I appreciate you giving us that history that, you know, God, God's been stirring yeah. this for a while. Yeah. So just as a question for, for either one of you, and if somebody were coming at this text and then they were saying, you know what, I see my church is having a corporate prayer service mm -hmm. and I see God is working in this. 
where is our biblical basis? Can you give me a quick reference of like where do we go scripture to say you know what? No, we are we're not we're not violating this text by praying together. Where would you go? What what kind of guidance would we give? Well, I think I want to start with actually with this text because I think it's really important because you're referring back to Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going back to the Matthew text. I think this is really important because as that passage leads out, when remember remembering too that as we're working through Matthew uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount here in Matthew, what we're seeing is we're seeing this balance of ideas of it's not about what you do, it's about the intent of your heart, mm-hmm. right? So, and that's yeah. that's sort of like going back and forth, yeah. you know, yeah. don't be angry at your brother, you yeah. know, or you've, you've heard it said, do not commit murder, but I'm telling you, yeah. look, if you're angry at your brother, right. even then you're guilty, mm-hmm. right? So there's this really internal kind of kind of issue that's at stake and at play, in the life of, uh, of this particular sermon. So when you go back into this text, it says, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites. Okay, so the question is, how, how are you right. be like hypocrites? A- am I being hypocritical when right. I'm praying? Am Regardless of whether I'm by myself or whether I'm with, with others. Yeah, with For you. they love to stand and pray yeah. in the synagogues mm-hmm. and on the street corners so that they will be seen by right. men. Like their motivation, motivation, that yeah. heart issue, is to be seen, seen. by men, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So in a context of corporate prayer, which again, great question, because I think I think a lot of people do read that and go, wait a minute, but this is mean, no, it's not about the praying in public, it's about the intent of the heart. So again, and I love the way that you introduced, you teed this up so well, is over in Acts, I mean, looking at Acts chapter 1, verse 12, uh, and we're talking about, so Jesus has, has ascended, uh, the disciples have gathered together, right? Uh, and they're in the upper room, and so this is Acts 1, starting in 13. And when they entered the city, they being the disciples, they went up to the upper room where they were, sta- where they were staying, that is Peter and James and John and the rest of the disciples. And we think maybe there's even a hundred-some people there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary and the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. And at this time, Peter stood up in the midst. So even in the midst of this... We're, they're begin- they're praying together, mm-hmm. right? So there really is this corporate facet of prayer that really is leading up to, and I think this is so important because I think it's a really interesting. I, I hesitate to call it a model, mm-hmm. but it's a really interesting kind of what, thing. What acts you hesitate to call acts a model? I, I has like well, it's more prescriptive than proscriptive necessarily. That, right? Exactly. Right. But which there, text are you referring to there? Acts one. Acts one. Acts yeah. one. yeah, this Acts one. Passage. What actually happened? It's descriptive versus descriptive. proscriptive. That's the word. Yeah, sorry. Right? Prescriptive, descriptive. Yeah. So, so, I, but I, I hesitate to call it a model because I hate to feel like there's a checklist and God is now bound by a checklist. I guess that's where my, my concern comes. But in, you do right? see an example. I definitely see an example. Hundred percent see an example. So and therefore, automatically we can say, well, wait a second. If someone's having an issue that way, yeah. you can see very clearly that Scripture is not anti-corporate prayer. Yeah, Scripture is not anti-corporate prayer because what we see is we see corporate prayer leading into Pentecost, which yep. I think is really yep. an interesting lead. And, and, and how long and were then, they there? One of the things that Galilee points out here uh, when he, as he's looking through this, again, just seeing what, what long what's happening at Long Hollow, what mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is doing there, they're 10 days. Right? Yeah, they're ten days. You're referring to the Acts text. To this text, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. of constant corporate prayer. Yeah, and yeah. And, and waiting. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> and right. waiting. Absolutely. So, so the first question essentially was, okay, someone is saying, you know, let's 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 go back to that question again. You got a, a genuine member of our of a congregation who yeah. loves Jesus, and they're just they're feeling like, okay, all right, and you give them that answer, mm-hmm. and I think that would probably be a pretty good satisfactory type of answer let's let's take this one step further 
now let's say, okay, I feel good. I'm, I want to be a part of this corporate prayer. I'm excited to do this with our church. I'm excited to do this within whatever context, right? Okay, now I'm here and I still feel a temptation, you mm-hmm. know, that, man, if I, I got to show up, if I don't, I don't look as spiritual. Yeah. Uh, and if I don't pray, mm-hmm. yeah. I mm-hmm. don't, don't look as spiritual. Yeah. Or, if, man, if I pray too much, am I looking too spiritual? Like, how would you start to counsel someone who's saying, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm past the threshold of saying, hey, we should be doing this. Yeah. But now I'm in this thing. And I got to be honest, I'm feeling a little temptation. Let there. me, yeah, let me, let me start there. So uh, one, of, one of the guys in our, in our congregation, John Graham, right? Yeah. He, he, he's a guy that for know, 10, 11, 12 years led, there, there was a, We'll call it a, a revival uh, meeting, right? When, you know, revival mm-hmm. meeting, right? Mm-hmm. We, we understand what I'm what I'm saying, there, sure. right? We bring folks in, evangelists, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, and and anyhow, one of the things that came out of that for him was this desire for uh, more corporate prayer uh, at Northcliffe. And so this is before I even got to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, somewhere along the way, I, I realized, hey, there's this men's Wednesday morning men's prayer group, and and I mean Wednesday morning, every single Wednesday morning, he was there. I mean, he'd get there. You know, he get there at like six o'clock. in the morning. No, yeah, it was, it was super, yeah, even oh, earlier than that. Yeah, like four o'clock. Crazy, yeah. Wow. And and uh, so you know, pitch black. He's opened the doors. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. And uh, it, it was a small exit. The library in the church is where where mm-hmm. he would go. That mm-hmm. small, not a big room, uh, but a small room in there. He'd get there, and then you know, some other folks would start coming. Maybe six thirty or so. Room holds six eight people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I think I think seven o'clock is when you know they want. They said, all right, you can come earlier than that, but seven o'clock is when we're gonna we're gonna start. <laughs> And so, um, you know, I remember I would, I would go a few times, but this was something that I struggled with. Um, what was, okay, why am I going? Here, here's what I tell you. It was super edifying to be in that room with, with those men. One, one of the men actually just passed away not too long ago, Al Tedder. Mm, um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, again, just, just hearing these men of God who have walked alongside Christ uh, for many, many years and just seeing how they talk with their their friend, you know, with their heavenly father, you yeah. see, and, 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 and the things that they're praying mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. me, for, for, you know, a fairly young and immature believer. I mean, again, it's in, invaluable and, 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 and I'm, I'll be forever grateful. But when I'm hearing that, I'm thinking to myself and I hear my <laughs> own prayers, right? There was certainly a temptation. Okay. I, I need to, I need to prep for this. And, 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 in, in one sense, I, you know, I, I don't know that it's necessarily terrible to prep for prayers. In fact, I was reading something. I, I, disagree. I mean, I, well, I don't well, disagree I, with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, and, and again, it just depends on why you're doing it. Again, it goes back to what Ben said and really the, mm-hmm. the, the point of the Sermon on the Mount, what is my motivation? And this is something I had to deal with. Part of my motivation, right. Was I want to sound more spiritual <clears throat> than I am. <laughs> right. I, w- one of the issues was I wasn't spending a whole lot of personal time in prayer Right. And I was coming and this was my prayer life. Right. The corporate was, was all it was. And uh, and, and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm working. And, and that's something that I struggle with each and every. And again, like you mentioned, even not showing up. Well, if I don't show up, you know, what are they going to think? And, and, and really, it was I didn't want to get up early. Right. And this this go round, if you will, uh, with, with what's happening right now at Northcliffe. Uh, again, it's just it's it's abundantly clear to me. This is where God wants me right now. If I can commit to do other things for my business, for fill in the blank, right? Why can I not commit to pray week in and week out and get there early, you know, set up all that kind of stuff, do the preparation, uh, for the lost, the dying in our community. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and so it's no longer, I'm doing this for me, right. Which, which is the wrong motivation. And, and I, I identified that and it's something God had to work through, you know, had, had to help me work through. Um, but this is significantly different is, is what I would say. Again, I don't know if that no, that's, I think fully that's a, answered that. I but. think that's a great answer. And one of the things I picked up there, so let's use this person as an yeah. example again, who's saying, you know what, I'm, you've, you guys have answered my question. Corporate prayer is definitely a biblical thing. 
now I'm going to this and I'm feeling this kind of way. One of the things I think we could encourage someone is even if you're feeling those things, still come. Yeah. Because yeah. why? There's going to be some edification. Yeah. And, and here's the reality that it, and, and maybe this is too big of a jump from what you just said. So mm -hmm. if it is, tell me. But in a way, God used that even that season to prepare you for this season yeah, of corporate prayer. For sure. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? So, like so one of the things I think we could maybe encourage someone, and I'd like to give you a chance with this as well, is bring those feelings, bring all those things anyway, and just keep coming because if you're, if you have a genuine desire to serve God through mm -hmm. this, then God's going to work through yeah. that and help you with yeah. that. Well, I mean, no episode of People in Exile would be complete without Ben Ellis quoting C.S. Lewis. Get it ready, Ben. So, so C.S. Lewis is writing, uh, <laughs> and he's actually talking about. Uh, he's actually talking about. Um, he's actually talking about love. Facebook. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about love and fidelity to God, and and he said, and and Lewis argues like, look, even if you don't feel yeah. love and fidelity to God, act like it. Mm -hmm. to, go ahead, take the steps. Act like you love God, and you would be surprised yeah. how, how he, that in yeah. acting on it, yeah. in, in acting in that way, you begin to build yeah. that sort of internal feeling, those sort of internal devotions yeah. that you wouldn't otherwise do. So, yeah, I would think that, you know, in much the same way, that's exactly what I would say. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the ways we, we have to manage our motivations because I think we, we sometimes get into this place where we feel like our motivations are just sort of internal to us and we can't do anything about them. And, and the reality is, I don't know that that's true because there has to be a sense in which I'm at some point willing to say, you know what? Yes, there is a part of my heart that wants to be recognized mm -hmm. as the good spiritual person yeah. in whatever community I happen to be in. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have to choose to reject that and choose to say, look, whatever else my heart is doing, mm -hmm. this is what I want to grab onto. Yeah. And even if so and so, you know, insert person now, yeah. you know, at this meeting, yeah. thinks differently of me because of this, right. I'm going to choose to focus on this. Yeah. Because at the same time, the only person I can manage is me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? I can't manage the people around me. I can't manage their perceptions. I could try to fake managing their perceptions for a little bit, but it won't work in the long run. The only person I can manage is me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take that internal moment of my motivation and say, you know what? Um, I'm just going to, uh, I forget the passage, but I'm going to take my thoughts captive. I'm going to yeah. take every thought mm -hmm. captive for Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to grab onto, that's a thought I don't want. I'm going yeah. to shove that away and I'm going to grab into the next thought, which is this. I love Jesus and this is what I feel like he's leading me to do. And this is what I'm going to jump into. Phenomenal. There, yeah, there, there's, and, and again, we, we have to always acknowledge we're, we're sinful fallen yes. human beings, right? Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's, that's, and so there's always going Roman to be. Romans 7 is yeah, really in play here. Yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be, um, there's always going to be that, that, that flesh that, that, that's kind of pulling at us, mm -hmm. right? And, and wanting us to in, insert pride, wants us to look at me, right? Mm -hmm. uh, wants to have uh, those things. Oh, yes. And so we have to always be fighting against our, ourselves. Lay, lay that before God. Amen. You know, bring it to him. You know, one of the things, yeah. like John Reddy points to you regularly, he uses this prayer for himself uh, personally and, and in corporate prayer, uh, Psalm 139, uh, 23 and 24. Search yeah. me, O God, right, and know my heart. Why do I need God to help me to search and know my heart? Because I don't. I can't, yeah. <laughs> and, it's wicked, and I deceitful can, above all things, above right? All it's one things, of your favorites. Man, that's it, no doubt. So, 
Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I was just going to It says, try me and know my thoughts uh, and see if there be any grievous way in me or, or evil way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Again, just, just pray that prayer. Amen. You know? mm-hmm. So to kind of summarize then, just make sure I'm getting this right. So someone, they're, they're, they're ready for corporate prayer. They're now like, oh, man, okay, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm afraid we'll have pride. One of the things I'm hearing from you guys is this. It's like, come anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Come, Absolutely. You know, and let God work this out. Let him yeah, search your heart. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it made me think of this. And, and I got one more question, yeah. and then I'll be done. It made me think of this. Like, if anyone's ready to get married before they get married, then they'll never get married. Right? <laughs> yes. So it's like, maybe that's some of the answer. Yeah. Like, you, you come, and you, you're sanctified through this process. Let and me, just, I would just say, ahead, just yeah. real quick, too. I mean, come anyway, and... If, if you're really struggling with that, even just take baby steps, you know, yeah. come and be a part and listen and hear and pray internally, but don't yeah. necessarily yeah. pray externally. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, right? that's a and great answer of, too. And yeah. once you feel, com- once you, you know, you feel like you're managing those motivations and handling it well, and you're really, really being a part of what the spirit of God is doing in that place, f- feel free to step into that one Amen. step at a time, you know, Amen. don't feel like you got to jump to the deep end of the pool, like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Amen. You know? And All right. So I got the, well, one more. Oh, you got quick. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, Ben was, was talking earlier and, and, you know, for, for, for a business person out there uh, listening, you may, uh, you know, I've heard that adage, adage, you know, fake it until you make it right kind of thing. <laughs> and again, that seems so uh, non-spiritual and in, 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 a, in, a, in a way it, it definitely is. But the point here is uh, God has, has, has commanded us to live in a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. And, be, and because of our, our sinful nature, right? Because of that, it's always going to be a bent in, in, in a way mm-hmm. that's against that. And so in, in a sense, yes, hey, God has called me to do this. I don't feel like doing this. I don't even desire to do this, but God has called me to do this. So I'm going to step into that, right? Mm-hmm. And if you will, but, but right, are you with me? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm sorry. I, there's a side thought in my head that has yeah. nothing to do oh, with wow. this, so I'm not okay. going to share it. Okay, okay good. We're going to move forward fast. <laughs> that but anyway so in a sense yes i mean that that's kind of what we're called to do and again like ben said you're going to be amazed at how the holy spirit will use that for your personal sanctification Mm -hmm. absolutely that's great all right so last question i have and um is so this is kind of a new person now with this idea so the first person we helped them out they 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 see a biblical basis for it they've got a way to process their own internal issues with it now they're, they're coming now the third person is there or excuse me the second person is They've never had an issue with it. They they're excited about it, but they view corporate prayer time as just a you know a massive story hour, or hey, just we're praying for everybody's you know personal style of issues. So let's talk about that quickly. But how do we handle that? Because when we when I think the three of us are talking about corporate prayer, mm-hmm. our idea is yeah more we want to see a movement of god for yeah. souls to be right. saved and Correct. i don't think any of us are here opposed to someone right. being praying for healing yeah i'm not yeah. i don't think any of us are opposed right. to that Absolutely. but i don't think that's necessary relational our, you know reconciliation yeah. that right i don't think that's our necessary primary motivation Correct. Mm-hmm. so how do we handle that do we say well there's a space for that what are our thoughts like how do we handle keeping it from just being you know turning into a story hour versus you know we want to pray for a movement of god yeah, one of the phrases I always loved is a phrase that I heard one of one of the pastors I worked with say is that you know sometimes prayer turns into the roll call of the weak, wounded, and dying, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it's 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 uh, so yeah I definitely see where that feeling comes from if those kind of uh, those those kind of colloquialisms those kind of cliches kind of exist uh, in our culture that definitely that is a problem or definitely is a, a recurring issue I should say but I think how do we handle that I think again goes back to 
something we were talking about earlier, like preparation for prayer time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's one of the big ways that we handle that kind of issue yep. is that we're honest up front. Say, look, we are we are gathering together and this is our intent. Yeah. But I think a lot of times what happens is just gather for prayer and it's left as this kind of yeah. vague, open-ended. amorphous, open-ended, yeah. yeah, kind of idea. And that's not that 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 may not be what we're doing at this time. I'm not saying there aren't times and spaces for those. Those absolutely are. But there are times and spaces more intentionally that you can that you can demark mark out too, yeah. and I think that that's one of the ways that we kind of get around that issue is by saying, "Hey, look, this is what we're aiming at for this time. Mm-hmm. This is our intent yep. in that moment." And I think that you know the Bible's replete with times where you know you look at James. You know, if anyone is sick, yeah. call the elders yeah. to yeah. them and have them. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are definitely places and spaces in Scripture where we're talking about. So we're not saying just not to that do that kind of thing. Yeah, you absolutely do that. Yeah. Right, but there is, but there's also yeah. a time when you know you're gathering together and you're and you know I, I'm thinking right now about Nehemiah and building the mm-hmm. wall. You know, he he wasn't praying for you know so, you know Hezekiah's sick grandmother. Yeah. Right. They were focused on what they were doing. Yeah, and I kind of think that's the point of the Acts story. I, I mean, right? Yeah. You know, you're you're seeing this prior to Pentecost. And yes. You got to believe that there is a portion. Yeah. You know, connected to that. So. Yeah, again, 10 days, right? They were they were together mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. corporately and waiting, right? And mm-hmm. waiting. And I think that's another piece that um, we get so busy. And so, you know, we want to go, 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 go. And, 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 and sometimes we don't just sit back and wait, yeah. right? And, 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 and yeah. wait with anticipation Amen. with what God's going to do. Um, yeah. I was just going to say the other, uh, there's just something kind of leading into this too. And, and part of the, what we're doing here is we're balancing a conversation between prayer and revival at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to, it just jumped into my head. Alvin Reed, Dr. Alvin Reed yeah. wrote a book on revivals, like a history of revivals. Yeah. And one of the things that he notes in that book is that in all those places, prayer always precedes, precedes. revival, yeah. always precedes revival. Yeah. And you know, one of the, the great stories that you hear about revivals is, is that, you know, there's always this body or this individual or yeah. somebody who's praying yeah. intently for revival in yeah. their community, which is, I think, the history. It sounds like yeah. it's the history of Long Hollow Baptist right. as well, exactly. right? Because their their modern history, even now, right yeah. now, it's right. happening. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, so just to kind of recap, and then and then if you guys have anything to share, great. If not, I, I think that that's where I wanted to go with this today. Mm-hmm. Is you know we haven't been together for a while, and and I wanted to kind of update everybody. This is a thing that. The three of us are, yeah. you know, really going through, and I'm yeah. excited to see it because we're we are praying. And as we think of our theme, people in exile, what what better thing could we be doing for our yeah. community right That's now right. than praying for them? Absolutely, nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. nothing. Not yeah, because thing. I mean, we could do all the good works we want, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's it's God. So so that's that's where we are. That's that's part of what we're moving to together corporately. And then the last thing, um, you know, that I have with this is. What, what I find fascinating just from my own history is I remember when uh, God opened a door uh, very, um, just very uniquely in my ministry. Uh, this is a while back, and uh, we were seeing a lot of fruit come from this, and it was just it was a really exciting time. And at, right while I'm in the middle of this, someone looked at me and said, you have no idea, Andrew, who was praying for this years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that hit wow. me so hard because I'm like, how cool is that? Because maybe mm-hmm. what God mm-hmm. is doing right now is yeah. just an answer to someone else's prayer. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so yeah. I think each one of us would just encourage wherever you may be, whatever church, whatever, you know, environment you're in far as just pray. And, 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 and yes, it's good to do this corporate prayer. Um, it is a biblical thing and it will be, mm-hmm. it will be good for your, for your society. That's how you can seek the welfare of your city. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you guys? 
Yeah, something that popped in my head. I was just thinking, uh, again, this is something we're doing week in and week out, right, with, the, with, the, with this corporate prayer. And so us just bringing this to anyone who might be listening to uh, this podcast. If you have if you have friends, family members, neighbors, whoever, uh, again, like message us, right? Yeah. Give us those names. Uh, if you even want to give us a little bit of a backstory there, we will pray for those individuals by name. Wow. That's, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, 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 and again, <laughs> That's why we're here, right? I mean, can, that, I, that's, can I take it even one yeah, more step absolutely. after that? We're praying for other bodies of yes. believers. Yep. And mm-hmm. again, if you are local to us right now yep. and you want to be a part of that, message yep. us. Yes. Um, and we'll be happy to yep. connect if you. If you have specific prayers, you know, yeah. per- 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 specific I was even saying struggles, join us, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, this, this, it, again, corporate prayer isn't about a single local uh, local church, right? Uh, no. It's about the body of Christ coming together uh, no. for for the greater good for His glory. Amen. Uh, yeah, that's so that, that that that's good stuff. Um, yeah. Any any other uh, any other thoughts, man? I was just thinking, just as you guys were making that point about praying alongside our sister churches yeah. and fellow and and other communities of of Christian faith in our community. I was just thinking of uh, of of the Billy Graham Crusades. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Every, everybody thinks of the Billy Graham Crusades as these epic, you know, multi day events that happen at one time in one place. In a in a stadium or or something like that, and uh, but I think one of the things that people are unaware of, uh, if they haven't worked with the with the Billy yeah. Graham organization before, is that they're actually in those locations ahead normally time. like six months yeah. ahead of time, right. praying, partnering with churches, yeah. praying, yeah. training people. I mean, so there it's it's. I mean, I I was just you know like I said, just popped into my head as we were mm-hmm. thinking about that. Like if if our particular little area, as Andrew said, if you're local to us. One of the things that we need to be doing is partnering together with those churches. So, yeah, if you are a local, uh, just a, another part of a local community of faith, we want to be partnering with you as our brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. and moving forward to yeah. whatever God is doing here next uh, in this particular community. Uh, and, and if you're not local to us, let's just, you know, again, connect with us. Let us pray for you and, and see this growing up in your area as well because— uh, we're. I think, <laughs> as as the three of us here, we're certain ours is not the only area of of the nation of the world that needs uh, a revival of the mm-hmm. gospel and a movement of God uh, in the in that community. Yeah. So, uh, just want to reach out to you guys there and in that way as well. Yeah, yeah I think the best way to close is to pray. So, yeah, you want to close sure. this out in prayer? Yeah, Lord, we do thank you for uh, for this morning. We thank you for this this uh, opportunity we have uh, just to come to you uh, each and every day. Uh, we have that opportunity, God. I pray that we would not, uh, you know, uh, give up uh, that opportunity that you've given us, God, to just bring uh, everything uh, to your uh, throne. And uh, we're, we're so grateful that by the blood of Christ, uh, we're able to, uh, to to approach you directly uh, with no no one else uh, in between. Uh, we're, we're grateful that you've given us a spirit of, uh, of intercession, that you've given us um, a desire uh, to pray um, for uh, for for your uh, people, for 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 your congregations, uh, for the lost and the dying in our community and, and all across the world, God. And I just pray that you would, you know, as we see at Long Hollow, as we see it at, at just different places, see just the outpouring of your Holy Spirit, God. We do pray for that uh, right here in uh, the Hernando County uh, area uh, as well. I pray that uh, that uh, you would your, your Holy Spirit would just move in, in ways that we have never seen uh, before, God. Uh, again, not for any purpose, but for your glory and your glory alone, God. We love you we just thank you for all that you have done uh for us and we just look forward with great anticipation with how your how your spirit will move in the in the days and weeks ahead in jesus name we pray amen amen 
As always, thank you for listening to People in Exile. For more information, visit the website, peopleinexile.com, and make sure to follow us on Facebook. Until next time, keep praying and seeking the welfare of your sitting.